Hey, PYHG listeners, Cameron here. And Rhea. In order to support our show, we all need the help of some great advertisers. And in order to find great advertisers, we'll need to learn a little bit more about you. So please go to podsurvey.com slash hands together and take a quick anonymous survey that will help us get to know you a little bit better. That way we can show advertisers just how great our listeners are. Plus, once you've completed the survey, you can enter to win a $100 Amazon gift card. Again, that's podsurvey.com slash hands together. Thanks for your help. Bye. Hey, PYHT listeners, Cameron here. And Rhea. We are so excited because Take My Wife Season 2 is finally available on iTunes. You can purchase it in the U.S. and Canada. And we believe we just secured the... Global distribution, that's the word, right? Yeah, extra global markets. Extra global markets. Um, We would love your support. We don't see money from this if you buy the show, but it does prove that queer media and queer entertainment is worth making. So if you have 10 bucks that you want to throw at a great television show that features folks like Tegan and Sarah, Clea Duvall, Gabby Dunn. Baron Vaughn. Also comics like (laughs) Baron Vaughn, Solomon Giorgio, Paul Tompkins is in for a teeny second. Brittany Nichols. Yes. We would love for you to Riley Silverman Support the show um, Buy it on iTunes And leave a review Thank you Thank you Enjoy the show Put your hands together 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 What's up everybody Thanks for coming out to the UCB Put your hands together Please turn off the cell phones And please put your hands together For your host Kevin Esposito Season two, cast and crew shirt. Oh yeah, that's it. That's you should have clapped again. You should have clapped again. I'll do, I'll, right. yeah. <laughs> um, hey Rhea, this is Rhea hey. Butcher. Um, yes, hello. That's Rhea Butcher, and that's Cameron Esposito. Thank you so much. And we have an amazing group of comics here tonight, but we're very excited personally because yeah. uh, our television show, Take My Wife, was. Uh, in limbo for a long time because um, our network shut down, which is an unusual situation. Sometimes your show gets canceled. Sometimes your network gets canceled. Um, so our network went away, and so we had this unaired second season, and we didn't know what the fuck was happening with it. And then it took a very long time, and then um, it was run up the ladder at the company that owns it so that like the people that were dealing with making the deal were mm-hmm. not people that we ever even talked to or knew. Not at all. So then like for the last five months, we just thought like, Ugh, like everything's over and uh, our show is dead. We and just thought they the threw world it is in over. the trash. <laughs> um, but then on Thursday, we got a phone call that on Monday it would be on iTunes. <laughs> yeah. So... Happened pretty quick. So we were very happy about that. And it's also going to be on Stars um, uh-huh. starting the app. Yes, on the Stars app starting May 1st. Not, not the celestial beings. You won't be able to see it in the sky. If you Although, look straight up, you could argue that it already is. Yes, fair enough. Because we are all fair made enough. of stars. Um, yeah. But we're really jazzed. Right now, It's um, season two is number one, and season one is number two. Ah, yeah, I like uh, it. For all of iTunes. Uh, it's for like the a television. fucking poem. For the television <laughs> section on iTunes. So, like, this is nice for when you have parents, and your parents are like, 
great job having a show that's on a service that we have to somehow figure out how to use right. when we had our show on CISO. And then now my pa- my parents have Apple TV, so they yeah. just like turned like, on their Apple TV. We bought it already! Exactly. And if you just go to TV shows, it's just our faces is like, right hey, Mom and Dad. And they were like, Hello. yeah! So that was very nice. <laughs> this is they, confusing! Honestly, I haven't even talked to them yet because they're like, they've I because I've had a lot of shit going on. <laughs> sure. But they're ceaselessly sending me like I'm proud of you uh-huh. emails and yes. texts. And yes. both of us actually. They, um, we're, on we're on a group text. We're on a group text. We're on a group email. Group text and group I email. I got multiple phone calls. But then my dad's also been sending me separate side emails. Of course. Yeah. About how it was my grandfather's who who's been dead for a bunch Wait, of years, hundred and eleventh birthday. Oh. Yesterday, birthday. the day that <laughs> Take my wife was uh, debuting, so, so he was like, it went to number one because of Papa. Right, of course, yes. And I'm like, absolutely, that's true, Dad. Papa, can you download me? <laughs> Papa, can you see so me? Oh my God, that's really funny. <laughs> I know. That was really funny. That's why I said oh, it. you know what else is big news? <clears throat> Do you know what else is big news? What? So number one, our television show debuted. Yeah. That's big news. Number two, I'm wearing my hair forward. <laughs> Thank you. Honestly, it's like probably bigger news. Thank you so much for your support. I'm going to shake you your so hands much. over here. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much. Thank you all. Thank um, you. Because, Thank you. Because if you were here last week, you know that Rhea and I went out to dinner and somebody asked us if we were twin brothers. brothers. <laughs> so then I was like, I'm talking to the man in the mirror. Are you Gandhi? I'm asking her to change her hair. That's what I said to myself. I don't know what? if he talks. Does he talk to the man in the mirror? Or does he look at the man in the Are mirror? Are you talking about Michael Jackson? Yeah, the song I just sang. About Gandhi? What? <laughs> This is not a song about Gandhi. Kind of. Gandhi's in the video. Oh, I don't remember what the video is. I only remember the video for black and white because it used, of course, facial morphing technology. Never before seen facial facial morphing technology. Yeah. Since Terminator Two. That's I right. I understand your jokes and remember them. Thank you. <laughs> it also premiered on ABC during primetime. I did not know that, but I do know that this Macaulay is Culkin bit. is in it. I do know that. Wow, um, let's just name things about the black and white video. I feel like man, what if I could do the rap that he does? If I just all of a sudden busted out Macaulay Culkin's that would rap, be really it's cool. not him rapping; it's someone else. Right, he did it in the video. Yes, that, that, that hey, would be great. What hey a man, great bit that wouldn't would that be. be a cool thing for you all to see? Well, that didn't happen. Um, no, but it's been a great couple of days. We've had. Yeah, so I mean, much... I'm wearing your jacket and it looks great on me. Uh, so having a good you time. You promised you would only wear it I, to the theater I know, and I not did. on stage. But then it was cold here, so I just left it's it on. not cold. Not out here, no. I mean, you. But look... it was back there. You look cute in the jacket. I but, mean, thank and you. honestly, I don't mind if you borrow my clothes, but I'm just mad about it because you constantly are mad when I wear your clothes. Yes, I'm constantly mad when you wear my clothes because you constantly wear my clothes. <laughs> Whereas this is literally the first time I've ever done it. Un- in five years. True, untrue. Rhea, name eight times I've worn some of your clothes. <laughs> my uh, jacket that is the exact same color as that jacket. I've not worn that. I only wore it in the show, Take My Wife, as a scripted joke about yeah, how about I wear you, you 
don't. It was for the show. You do it so many times we put it in the show. No, you suggested in the writer's room and I didn't want to humiliate you. <laughs> so you let it go that's on right. to the show. Now, number two. Now name, wait, name a different time I didn't wear, I wore your clothes and it wasn't wardrobe for a television show. <laughs> All the button-up shirts I've ever had. Your button-up shirts don't fit me. Do I try them on? Yes. Yes. And then you leave them in a stack in the middle of the room. That's untrue. You are the one who piles your clothes in a stack. I fucking hang my clothes up. Your clothes are on a mountain that's getting higher and higher on your dresser, and Look, I am furious I about spent, it. I spent eight hours in Orlando. I'm catching up. Rhea did fly to Orlando. What Once, time was your flight? What time did you get in? My flight was you, supposed to leave at 10, and well, it didn't leave until 12 because of glue. And then I, I was Rhea supposed had to, to wait get in for the glue to dry. Yeah, I had to wait for the glue to dry on the plane, on which, the hey, plane. I'll wait for that. <laughs> but it was Also, follow-up question, what do they use glue on? <laughs> the I, door. I just assumed it was like... It was the door. They had to glue the door. So, Are you serious? Yeah, I'm not kidding. Why didn't you give me that information? I wouldn't have told you to get on that plane. <laughs> That's why I didn't give you that information. I needed to get on that plane. Look, I just saw Sully. I'm not fucking at, chancing it. I was supposed to get in at six, and my show was at nine. Uh huh. Definitely enough time. Someone already shuddered with that amount no, of time. No, but what time did you really get in? <clears throat> I got in at eight thirty. Eight thirty. But what time did was? What time did you leave? Orlando the next morning. I left Orlando, the city, at 6.10 in the morning. Rhea, <laughs> if I have taught you nothing as, first of all, a mentor, and second of all, a wife, <laughs> it is that you cannot... A mentor. It is... <laughs> it is that you cannot make... Do what I just did. You cannot... You cannot allow yourself less than 12 hours in a city. Okay. Well, whoops. <laughs> I wanted to get home in time for my baseball practice. You remember what happened when I allowed myself less than 12 hours I, in Los I Angeles? I remember what happened. I came home to say hi to you, and yeah. I had an early flight. Yes. This is when I made the rule, no less than 12 hours. Okay. Because I was leaving the next morning, and I hit our house. <laughs> you did. With your car. With my car. Not your body. <laughs> no, I did drive my car into the house. The house was actually in the same place the whole time. And I was just tired and did reverse into it <laughs> at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah. You did hit the house. Yeah, I did hit the house. And now it's nice. Whenever I valet, they just make a little X. <laughs> on the picture of my you get car. to remember every time. Where I have a little dent. Is that where you the hit house. the house? Yep, that's where I hit that's the house. That's what they say. You, you know when you valet, you gotta that's tell where them you where all hit the, the stuff house. from so that they shame you. This from the house? Yes. <laughs> you know where we valeted last night? Do you know how we celebrated Take My Wife being number one Are we one both two? holding the Yeah, two together? Mr. Peanuts. Ow! <laughs> two Mr. Peanuts. Oh, I made a Mr. Peanut pinata one year for Spanish class and it was beautiful. Did Just it have a cane? Yeah, it did. That seems like that would be the first thing to go. To so go? No, 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 no. You don't understand my family. We hoard everything including the cane on the pinata of Mr. Peanut. I thought you said it was at school. I didn't leave it at school. I brought it home from school. Sweetheart. It was a school project. 
You what? <laughs> For Spanish class, I once made a piñata that was Mr. Peanut themed. Well, I have it at home. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> I can't believe we don't have that at our house. I know. I assumed that you had used the pinata, like busted no, it no, with no, a no, stick. No, 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 not at all. I didn't put any candy in it. In Spanish class, you made a Mr. You just made a pinata. You know, one thing for I class. think that's true about the American school system is like when we try to like learn languages, we do a good job in our school system of like really cementing the fundamentals of yeah. languages that aren't English. You know uh-huh. what I mean? It's like if you're going to go to a Spanish-speaking country, you need to be able to build a pinata. Yeah. I know. That's like the number one thing. You get through you go through customs, you're like give them a passport, they're like, "Okay." Before you go through though. And it needs to have a cane. <laughs> well, good news is I can do that. There's a balloon so. behind you. <laughs> Some Mod Podge on the shelf there. Papier mâché. <laughs> That's French. It is. Ah oh, oui, c'est vrai. Um, Ria, where did we valet last night? This we is how we celebrated. Fourteen wife coming out. We valeted at Katie Lang. Let's we went to see Katie Lang. <laughs> we sat front row for Katie Lang. Now the smattering of applause leads me to believe this audience is so young. Some of you don't know who that is. <laughs> Wow, is that true? Wow. Ouch. Katie Lang is Rhea before Rhea. <laughs> That's very true. It is true. And such a compliment. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Katie Lang is hot. Now Katie Lang is, is 56. So I was less... I just mean there's an age differential now, but I just mean I'm thinking about Katie Lang as your age. <laughs> okay. What? I don't know. What? I don't know what to say. <laughs> 56 is hot? Yeah. Ch- sure, yeah. The 56-year-old in the audience agrees with you. I'm just saying when I meet a 56-year-old, I don't immediately think about our life together. But when I think about Katie Lang on the cover of a magazine getting shaved by Cindy Crawford, then I do want to marry that person. Sure, okay. And I did. Yeah, you did. Cindy Crawford is backstage. Yes. She no, I, no, I shaved wanna, my face uh, earlier yeah. for me. Katie Lane can still sing like a motherfucker. Yeah. Great voice. <laughs> it's funny that you said like a motherfucker. I don't know. <laughs> Should I not have moved my fingers? Oh, I probably that? not. She's also a big Portland Trailblazers fan. Yes. Which is fun. Super cool. I don't know. Uh, it was a great show. Oh, what other queer updates do we have? Oh, you know who else was excited that Take My Wife was number one? Tell me. Trixie Mattel. Trixie Mattel. Wow. wow. What the hell is wrong with is all wrong of you? With you? Trixie Mattel is currently doing a great job on Drag Race All-Star Season 3. <laughs> oh my god, I'm actually really fucking freaked out because I thought I knew our audience. <laughs> and now like a lot of stuff is being revealed to me, which is that Katie Lang just saying those words didn't people cause people throw to throw their chairs in the air. Yeah, like to stand up, you know what I mean? And leave here going, oh my God, we could have seen KD. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then we and just mentioned like, Trixie, Trixie Mattel. Mattel into it and someone was like, woo. Wow. And else is like, no silence, please. Thank you. Okay, well, listen, our culture is queer culture. You know what I mean? <laughs> and um, we also care about 
other things. <laughs> the fish movie one, huh? Yeah, the fish movie. I guess we have to talk about the fish movie. We don't have to, but yeah, I'm we just don't bringing it up to the fish movie. Yeah, the fish movie one. The fish movie. Um, who saw it? Who saw The Shape of Water? <laughs> you can clap. You don't have to raise your hand. It's actually strange if you do. <laughs> we can't see you. We can't see you at all. Well, it's a show. They asked me to be quiet. <laughs> um, oh, wait. Were you doing the fish? The... Um, the Shape of Water made me stressed out for straight people. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I, li- I really love Guillermo del Toro's movies. I think that they're yeah. beautiful. I really love Doug Jones, who's the actor that's in the prosthetic fishman costume. Love him. Big Doug Jones fan. Um, I also love Sally Hawkins. Yeah. You Octavia might have seen Spencer. her in Fingersmith. <laughs> Oh my God, what is happening? <laughs> the BBC production of Sarah Waters' hit lesbian novel? <laughs> that also stars, for five minutes, a young Benedict Cumberbatch? That's who Nothing. she... Okay, all right. What do you want to talk about? The Avengers? Like, literally, what's up with you? <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, Shape of Water made me stress for straight people. Sure. Because I feel like, I feel like what, like, did we, the screener that we saw, uh-huh. was there like, don't brag, was it like, <laughs> the screener that was delivered to our house? Let me put it in and Doug Jones popped out yeah. and acted it out for us. He goes, honestly, wow. You guys have a show on iTunes? Wow. Big wow. stars. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. That's unbelievable. Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, uh, I felt like, was there oh, and- a moment where the two main characters fall in love that was edited out of the version I saw? Because <laughs> I feel like that part is very fast and then there's a lot of Michael Shannon being scary. <laughs> It didn't feel so much like a love story centered around a woman as an opportunity for me to be scared. Okay. <laughs> People like the shape of water here. But also, Laura from the L Word makes a very brief appearance she in does. that movie. It is true. Somebody just said it's true. This is true. <laughs> the soup chef. Yeah. All right. Well, a lot of references. I know. I feel like... I'm like actually now I want to see like now you're challenged I, I know understand. I can now see I want to see like what you we, bouncing like, around where we like where we can lose all of you <laughs> like that's actually what I want it's not like I don't want to get you back on board I want to make a reference that's so gay <laughs> and so only for 36 year olds <laughs> that no one here gets it y'all ever watch the facts one of life person <laughs> yeah not a single person just you and me. Uh, I never watched The Facts of Life. <laughs> there you go. There it was. <laughs> Rhea, you lost me. <laughs> I lost you. Um, well, sweetie, I'm yeah. very proud. Of, I shouldn't have said sweetie. That's okay. We're on stage. I, it's fine. I'm fine with it. People know I call you that? Yeah. We're married. <laughs> kind of what that Now you know about. our secret imaginative pet names for each other. <laughs> Sometimes I call her Honey. <laughs> What's up, sweetie? Yeah. 
Um, nothing. It's just, it's great to be here with you, hosting our show. I'm yeah. so proud of you for a great second season. I'm so proud of you um, for a great I get all of your well. references. That's why we're married. Yeah. Like, honestly, thank you for being in this, you know what I mean? And knowing all of the celebrities all that I mentioned. references. And understanding what they are in queer culture. I get it. And not having watched Queer Eye yet, but like, honestly, we're probably gonna get on it. It's okay, we'll catch up. We'll catch up. <laughs> But we did watch the original. Did you even know there yeah, was one? I watched These fucking shit. people. These fucking people probably didn't even know. I listened to that shit on the radio. That's how old that was. <laughs> With a Dakota ring? I tuned it in. Buy more Ovaltine. Damn it. Oh, they got that reference. Because it plays all Christmas long. <laughs> All right, well, 24 we, hours of that reference. Should we get this show started? Should I we? I think so. <laughs> Who? Uh, this first comic is a pal uh, that I've known for a very long time, since back uh, in Chicago, maybe even 10 years ago. A uh, very funny dude. Writes for James Corden now, which I just found out backstage, even though he's been writing there for two years. Oh, well, sometimes you don't know what people you know are up to. <laughs> Very funny, Nate Fernal. Give it up for Nate. What are you working on right now? You're saving that set. Is it for a specific thing? Or no, I'm just, just not... I'm like, I've been in L.A. for like a year and a half, mm-hmm. and I like didn't notice it. I was here until like a month ago. Oh my gosh. Because sure. I came in here for I a job. That. I came in here for a job. And, and, just kinda and then I like have been so just busy with the job, and I'm just like, oh shit, I've done like four stand-up shows in like a year. And, um, and then I did the set on uh, Corden last week and was like, oh yeah. Yeah, I, I need to do this more. So, oh, so just, did you feel like that didn't go? Oh no, I feel like it did, but but it was all like straight out the gate. This is like the first time I've done like any of that stuff. Oh wow! So I'm just like, like yeah. I just want to like figure it out more, sure. and you know, you know. Is that fun getting back in? It is. It's really fun. Like the thing that's like a that's weird is like I was in New York for like almost ten years, and you just kind of become part of the the fabric of the comedy scene, and like. And you just find yourself always doing shows, but here it's like, you know, like, there's, I know the standard round of shows that you do when you visit from New York, and then I'm just like, oh my god, but I don't know where the rest of them are, so I'm just like, now, like, reaching out and, like, yeah. trying trying to be an L.A. stand-up as opposed to a New York stand-up visiting from L.A. Right, well, there is a real difference between, like... Well, I think a lot of the people that are in the rotation that you're talking about, which also we would both know from Chicago, like, and I know the same thing exists in New yeah. York, this, like, scene, um, that, like, a lot of those people, I think, are maybe either younger than us or younger than us in comedy. Like, yeah. they don't have their jobs yet. And then when people get jobs, it seems like they, I mean, you, do, you just work such long hours yeah. doing your, like, entertainment day job yeah. that you don't do as many live shows locally. And like and like I travel and do shit out of town. Yeah. A thousand percent more than in town. Yeah. And like and I you just like you don't even realize you're not doing shows. Exactly. I've had the like, same yeah. feeling like the last couple weeks. You're doing because I you're, started booking stuff locally too yeah. to like have the feeling of and going you're, out. You're doing comedy every day at work and you know right. like especially on a late night show you're doing bits on the air, you're writing jokes hundred of them a day and then it's like and so you don't realize you're not doing stand-up until you do stand-up and you're like, oh god, like, the rush I forgot about it. Well, I feel like I've been touring a lot when I've not been working on stuff here in LA Mm -hmm. but then I come home and I'm like oh, my night's off or whatever and so, like, I did a local show this last weekend and 
I was like, oh, I don't think I've seen any of these people for three years. It's, yeah. Well, it's also <laughs> like one I, thing Because I thought I was doing stand-up because I was doing stand-up somewhere else. Yeah. I've yeah. been, like, you know, emailing local shows to go on and do that, right. and then I'll go do the show, and I'm like, I don't know a single person on the lineup at the show, which right. is such a strange... Like, I haven't felt that feeling in, like, a decade of just, like, being, like, new to a place and not knowing who the comics are. It's, it's well, very Well, I think in New York, um, you never... Stop going on at night to do yeah. shows. Yeah. Partially because there are just like less available different types of jobs in the yeah. industry. So, like, you can start as a stand up here and then you're like an actor or yeah. a writer or like, like it's so, there's so much diversity in yeah. what you can end up doing. So, in, yeah, New, in New York, York, it's like people are 40 and 50 and they like go out all the time get regular spots yeah and there's just there's so many shows like you can do three a night in New York and everything's in such close proximity you can just like like I went to New York a couple months ago and just did like a week of shows there and I did three shows in an hour like in one hour span of hour I did three shows and it was just like and it was no problem it was easy I feel like I gotta get out there and do that again because I I used to go visit and do that cycle I'm trying to get in the habit of like every time I have a week off of work of just like going there and just booking like 15 shows and just you know I'm actually doing something I've never done before in two weeks I'm going to Chicago and I like rented a small theater because I'm trying to work on this new hour and I don't want to tour it okay yeah because I kind of want to keep it a secret so I rented like a 50 seat theater and I'm doing 15 oh that's great 50 seat shows that's gonna be really I think it's gonna be really fun it's gonna be awesome like I just did a similar thing in Sacramento where I did like a 50 seat theater for four shows Mm -hmm. Um, it's exhausting to play that small of a room because it's so intimate people are like Staring at you, you, yeah. you can see the whole audience. You can see them like, all blowing kisses the whole show. No, but it's just like it's so much. But yeah. um, I'm excited to see if that's fun. Well, yeah, well, that's kind of like where like because all the shows I do in LA regularly ish are the ones that like you do when you're visiting LA from New York. So like this show and Meltdown. The Meltdown's not a show anymore, but like uh, you know Hot Tub and just like oh these are like great shows and I want to you know bring my my A game to them. Right. And but now. I'm just like oh god I just I gotta I gotta try new stuff yeah but, get out there yeah so I, I hear you I want to apologize to the podcast because <laughs> my set was very fun tonight there's yeah. a lot of great extremely unique premises <laughs> that you won't hear from anyone except Nate Fernald well they'll just have to um, wait You're yeah. at a different time it's just cooking it's mm-hmm. cooking it'll uh the bell will ring soon, and they'll take it out of the oven and <laughs> drop it on the pod. Awesome. So, awesome. Cool. Well, thanks, Nate, for being here. Thank you. Nate Fernald, let him hear it. Horses can't play instruments. <laughs> All right. Do you, yeah. do you guys want to keep the show rolling? Yeah. Goodness gracious, my face didn't work for a second. This next comedian, it's their first time on the show, so you know what we do here at Put Your Hands Together. We give them a huge, warm welcome, a big round of applause. Let's get it going right now for their first time. That means clap. You can do it right now. Keep it going for Kyle Mazzano! Oh, thank you so much for that. Warm applause. <laughs> uh, I feel like is this is I know this is a podcast, but is, is this a really strong look or <laughs> like 
It's a little intense. I feel, okay, this is another um, bad podcast thing, but so my hair is in a really weird place. It's growing out from like a short hair and you know, it gets in that stage that's just like, what do you, how do I, you know? Um, so I tried something a bit different tonight. Um, okay. <laughs> I use something called liquid steel um, on my head. Uh, wondering how that will come out. <laughs> yes, I don't know what to. I don't know what to do. I feel like I, I actually look like the way I'm dressed is like some of those girls on Instagram, you know, like they're just doing nothing. <laughs> they're just standing in clo like these clothes and then <laughs> the caption's just like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I hate that. I hate those like, what? Like, what is that? I need a caption, like, what are you doing? What what's going on? I wish my energy was it's weird. I in real life when I'm talking to people, I don't talk like this. I have more energy. There's something about coming on stage and being in front of people that I just become a worm or <laughs> I just can't I can't talk properly with the right kind of confidence. I lose my, I think, I was thinking about this, how like, I think that most comedians will say that they, they got into comedy because at some point in their life they saw like a comedian on stage and they're like, oh my God, like I can do that, you know? <laughs> and I feel like I've inspired a lot of people to do comedy, you know? Like a lot. <laughs> Like a, a big handful, you know. Probably, probably some of you tonight are just like, dude, I got this. <laughs> like, really, just like go up there, just put on an outfit, and <laughs> spend time just talking about how that outfit is insane. <laughs> and then, you know, the funny thing is, I, I love fashion, but I'm really antisocial. Like, I don't like to go places, um, anywhere. <laughs> so, <laughs> for me, like, going to a show, you know, I'm always just like, I should try that, you know, <laughs> like, put it together and see what occurs. Um, never learned how to probably write jokes. It's stressful uh, all the time <laughs> to keep going with this lie or <laughs> um, I, here's a surprising thing about me I know it's hard to tell with this very oversized sweater but I'm in the best shape of my life <laughs> I really am I'm so fit right now I go to sleep and my feel my body it's hard um, so nice to feel like a real hard body at night <laughs> 
real hard body. One of my, one of the things I, I like to do to stay fit is I've started to go to Soul Cycle. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> it makes me feel so much shame to go to Soul Cycle, but I had to tell you about this experience that I had there that just was pretty amazing. I was feeling down down about myself and then this instructor came in just like <laughs> you know they all have this cra- this energy that's just like <laughs> <laughs> I know this is a podcast I was looking deranged um he comes in and then he just starts He's like, you think you're not strong enough? (laughs) That's just the story you're telling yourself. (laughs) You walk out of here, you think you're not smart enough? (laughs) That's just the story you're telling yourself. I mean, no, no joke, I was in tears. <laughs> I was like, I, no one has ever se- mentioned to me that there could be a story that's... <laughs> that story might be inaccurate. <laughs> Actually, I'm really funny and smart. <laughs> it's exciting. I, th- I think I should be... Uh, I think it should be the next Bachelorette. What do you think? I think, I think that would be a really good Bachelorette. And uh, here's why. It's because whenever I, I genuinely like someone, I'll do like everything in my power to avoid that person. <laughs> like, can you like imagine that show? It's just a bunch of men trying to locate me. <laughs> It's so fun. Okay, thank you. Keep it going for Kyle. (laughs) This next comic is also one of our favorites here at Put Your Hands Together. So happy to have them back. Let's hear it right now for Chris Garcia. Give it up for Chris. <laughs> I was just telling Chris that I have like a ton of adrenaline because I feel like just now all of a sudden I'm doing stand-up. Like I've been doing it for a bunch of months and it just hasn't felt right. It's like, yeah, it's the weirdest feeling. Yeah, because you're like, what have I been doing this whole time? What has all of this been? Yeah, It's nice when it feels like it's a living thing. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, here's a funny thing, and totally. I'm being funnier. Sometimes yeah, yeah. it just seems like you're just... You're just up there. Yeah, for a Sometimes, while. You know that Patton Oswalt joke, the magician that, like, opened oh, some yeah. show where the guy's just, like, whatever, like, going through the things, and... That's what I usually relate it to. Like, sometimes you're the magician. Yeah. Sometimes you're that joke. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, and totally. And it's much better to be that joke than yeah. it is to be that magician. It's so but, true. So what have you been working on, Chris? Um, just a bunch of stuff. Cool. I've been boxing. What? <laughs> yeah. 
Outside like with of gloves and shit? With gloves and stuff. It's That's been cool. very fun. Yeah. Um, have you ever boxed? Some cardio? Um, no, I just did like a boxing cardio class oh. that wasn't with gloves. Oh, okay. And I went and did it. I was like all excited to go. And I got my period that morning. And I was like, no, 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 I can power through it. Because like I've played baseball too. Not on the first day. Yeah, and yeah. also, if you haven't been doing cardio in a long time, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you kind of forget what cardio is. A and then it kicks your ass. The sun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I flew yeah. into the sun pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And thought I was going to die. And almost did. And had to stop. But yeah. yeah. Are you playing baseball right now? I am. Like, we're. The league is starting back up again, or we created a new league because uh, there was like a division in the oh, whole thing. So, drama. hey, it's very difficult to find an open baseball field yeah. that you can uh, get a permit for for a whole summer. Do you need players? I don't think we need players. God. We might, I, but we might oh. though. We might. Let me. Let, you know what? I'll get on my slack. I'm fun. I'm we have good. a baseball slack. Left-handed. Oh, I, I could do it all. That's perfect. Infield, outfield, In all field, of it. Outfield. Whatever you want to do. Yeah. I could root real well. <laughs> Great. <Perfect. laughs> yeah, good rooter. Yeah, just a roto rooter. Yeah, just a roto rooter. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, are you? Is there anything anybody should be like looking out for um, coming out for you? Oh, I, tour dates. Comedy. Uh, Comedy Central half, like Comedy Central half hours coming out. Oh, nice! I think it's spring, maybe summer. Cool. But taped it like a month or was two ago. Was that in New Orleans? Mm-hmm. Great. That's awesome. Yeah, it's very fun. Congrats on that. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. Thanks. Perfect. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, Chris, it's lovely to talk to you, and I can't wait to see that half hour. Yeah, thank you so much. Shelby, yeah. so great to see you. Hello, Put Your Hands Together listeners. This is Rhea Butcher here, one of your co-hosts. You know that already. I'm going on tour this March. You can check me out at the Creative Alliance in Baltimore, Maryland on March the 30th. The Chameleon Club in Lancaster, Pennsylvania on March 31st. ArtsQuest Center in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania on April 1st. That's no joke. I'll be at the Woodward Theater in Cincinnati, Ohio on April 5th. And the White Rabbit Cabaret in Indianapolis, Indiana on April 6th. The Tiger Room in Fort Wayne, Indiana on April 7th. And then the Pyramid Scheme in Grand Rapids, Michigan on April 8th. Following that, I'll be at the Ready Room in St. Louis, Missouri on Friday the 13th of April. And then the Record Bar in Kansas City, Missouri, April 14th. Go to RioButcher.com slash live dates slash for tickets. Can't wait to see you. Chris Garcia, let him hear it. So I did have to wait for a flight uh, because they had to glue it back together <laughs> over the weekend. And the whole time, it was one of those delays that they just kept delaying it like 30 minutes. It got so bad that they brought snacks like back off the plane and just started handing them out. To, like a pilot was handing <laughs> snacks out to human beings. And then these guys just sort of gathered or, like around me, of course. Like I sat as far away from every other human being as I possibly could <laughs> up against the wall. Like as probably everyone in this room does when they're... <laughs> at an airport like you're just like how far can I get and still remain close to the suggestion of my flight that is going to happen so that everyone can leave you alone (laughs) and then you sit down and everyone goes oh we're sitting there now (laughs) and they just sit on top of you and these like dudes from age like I would say 37 to 89 (laughs) just collected together and started screaming about various subjects with each other like golf and the cars they drove at one point a guy was like I got a Lincoln Town car like they were just screaming at each other 
he was like, you got to get the seat locked in because there's just so many settings. It's overwhelming. Like they're just screaming about nonsense. And it was so funny to me because people were always so like, sexist about women. Like, oh, they, all they do is gab, blah, 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 they're on, blah, they're on. And these men were like, yeah, I shot an 86. It doesn't look good on TV. TV doesn't really do it any justice. Just screaming about nothing around me for three hours. And I just was sharing these silent looks sideways to the other human beings that had sat on the ground. And then these men just were like, their crocs were stepping on everyone's faces. Just going like, what the fuck is happening? Literally screaming in each other's faces. And then, because it had been delayed for so long, every single human being that was getting on that flight was like, I should be first! And so we all wanted to murder each other while getting on the flight. Because every single time for a stupid flight, 99% of the people standing right in front of where you need to walk are all boarding group Z. And like, no, 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 I gotta get on this flight. Like, no one else also needs to get on the flight. So they were all just blocking the whole thing, and we were just pushing each other to get on the flight. And then this guy did a thing that I... See, the thing is, I'm an only child, so I really like rules. I just love rules. Because there wasn't anybody around me to go, you know, you don't have to follow the rules. I just was given rules, and I was like, I'm following the rules! And that's just... And then that was rewarded. Which is bad. You should never reward that. If your children just follow the rules, don't reward that. Because it'll turn out like this. But this guy gets on the flight next to me. He has like, he has a grocery tote. A grocery tote. On one of those like luggage frames. So like a, like a Terminator arm extension with a grocery tote on it. That's it. And then he has a, a backpack and some other shit. And he gets on the flight and he puts the grocery tote upstairs in the luggage thing. And I'm like, first of all, that is for luggage. It is not for grocery totes. And then he put his laptop in the seat back pocket. Now, federal regulations <laughs> prohibit laptops from being in the seat back pocket. He did that. And I sat across from him and vibrated for 20 minutes trying not to go excuse me uh, flight attendant please excuse me if you will notice there's a laptop in the seat back pocket right over there and I, I do know that it is a f against federal regulation and I do know that we will not be able to take off if that laptop is, is in the seat back pocket if you could just And every time there's always somebody in my vicinity that's doing one little thing, like their bags in between their feet or some other shit that's always like the, the tiny thing you're not supposed to do. Like they put their seat back before we're even taking off. Like, you can't do that! <laughs> and I lose my goddamn mind until... And then at the last second, I'm just... Like, adrenaline just flowing through my body. Like, we're never gonna take off! We had to wait for glue to dry! Now this guy's put his laptop in the seat back pocket. And then at the last second, a flight attendant always comes by and goes, oh, is that a laptop? And I'm like, yes! Yeah. <laughs> and that guy was so mad. He was so furious when he, he was like, yeah, it's just a laptop. <laughs> Which is a funny response to, is that a laptop? <laughs> yeah, it's just a laptop. 
And then this guy came up to sit next to him, and the guy had put shit all over every seat, like just the whole thing. And the guy just walked up and was like, fuck. (laughs) He just fully assessed the situation. Knew what he was walking into and was like, this is going to be difficult. And he had the regulation two bags, rolling cart, carry-on, personal item. And then the flight attendant saw, I'm going to need to help. And she came over and was like, oh, I see. There's a tote up here. Can we take this tote down? He was like, ooh. He was upset that his grocery tote. She was like, could you put it under, under the seat? And he was like, mm, I don't know about that. Like, he literally would not put a grocery tote under the seat in front of him. He was a very, an upstanding young fellow. He had a fedora on. (laughs) I love that everyone's like, oh my God. You should have told us about the fedora at the beginning. I I don't like to make fun of people's uh, appearances, but I will in this one case. because he was wearing a fedora and then he also had on one of those bowling shirts that are that are meant to look as though they are aflame you know those the like Guy Fieri shirts or whatever and his was monochrome but all of the design was obscured so I don't know if it was like dragons or flames you know what I mean or maybe both but it was obscured because he put a t-shirt on over it which I thought was a weird choice and the shirt was infuriating to me because I saw the shirt from afar and I was like, what does that say? And it said on the shirt, it's unfair to judge women only by their tops. Backsides matter. Yeah. And, and then I thought, is that the most offensive shirt I've ever seen in my entire life on top of the other most offensive shirt I've ever seen in my entire life? I think that it is. He's a Russian doll of offensiveness. So I'm just glad that that glue held because I would have gone down on a flight with quite possibly one of the worst human beings on the planet. So that was the story of my flight. Do you guys want to keep this show rolling? I sure do. We have three more amazing comics. And this comic, it is also their first time on the show. So let's give them a nice, big, warm welcome to Danny Jollis. Hello. Hi, how are you? I was going to do the classic comedy thing where I was going to be like, I guess she saw me on a flight. Uh <laughs> And then she said that last thing about tops and bottoms, and I was like, I'm not even going to fake pretend to be that guy. That's, <laughs> they'll hate me. <laughs> uh, you know, that's not good. Uh, how are, is everybody good? I, I've, I've been, uh, good. I've been, thanks, man. Uh, I'm okay. I, we, my girlfriend and I saw Zootopia about a week ago, and we're not okay. That is the saddest movie. Cartoon movies in general, what is happening? Why are they so sad? Zootopia is so sad. At the start of Zootopia, my girlfriend respected me. And by the end of it, she couldn't look me in the eyes. Because you can't cry that hard in front of another human and expect them to ever want to have sex with you ever again. And those of you not laughing, it's because you haven't seen Zootopia. And, And for the record, there's no way to explain the plot of Zootopia to somebody who hasn't seen Zootopia. While you're crying, just like, well, because the rabbit was trying to help the fox. 
but she couldn't because the fox was black people. And I don't know. <laughs> it's not even a joke. It's what the movie's really about. It's about institutionalized racism for children. It's heavy. Did anybody here see, a little bit more obscure, but anybody here see Inside Out in theaters where they showed the Lava Volcano short film beforehand? Unbelievable. Oh, brutal. Some people in this room, by the way, notice how unhappy they are when they said yes. It's Vietnam-like flashbacks when you remember this thing. For the rest of you, it was a short film about volcanoes trying to find love. Yeah. Well, it sounds kind of dumb. And when I started, I was like, ah, no. Six minutes later, I was like, I'll kill myself if these two volcanoes don't find each other. <laughs> and uh, that's Pixar flexing on us as a people. That's Pixar just being like, made you give a shit about volcanoes. <laughs> Jesus, Pixar. Everything's, it's a very sad time. Everyone's very intense on Facebook and stuff. Like, that's, that's where, like, I get a lot of, like, the anxiety from right now. It's just because, like, Facebook's this wild place right now. It's wild. My friends are so confident. Your friends like mine? They're so confident. I wish I believed in anything in my life as much as my friends believe in their status updates. I see statuses all day. Just like, I'll tell you how to fix the economy. <laughs> and I'm at home just like, Sam? Sam knows how to fix the economy? Didn't Sam vomit in an Uber like two months ago? I mean, what a turnaround for Sam. It's unbelievable. Because <laughs> Facebook is this vacuum of support. It's a vacuum. Like, life updates kill me. When people are like, woke up this morning, that's nothing. <laughs> but every single comment on my friends is just some version of, Yes, 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 and nothing else because they've unfriended everybody who would say otherwise. So it's a Truman Show. I saw a girl post a status. This is verbatim. She goes, uh, "I just got fired from my third job this year." <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> Why can't I catch a break? And all of her friends were like, yes, Stephanie, you're gorgeous. They don't even know you. And I was just at home like, so nobody's having an honest conversation with Stephanie. <laughs> Three jobs in a year? I mean, that's a check engine light. <laughs> it has to be, right? Check engine light goes on your car. You take it to a mechanic. You do something. You don't just call your friend from high school you haven't spoken to in like 10 years. You're like, oh, that car's fine, right? He's like, oh, You're like, oh I gotta go. Now we get moving. <laughs> People used to have shame. I know this is a tough dude choke to do at UCB, but people used to have shame, man. I miss it a little, just a little. Just a little bit, you know? You used to talk to people, they'll be like, I'm trying to work on myself. I'm trying to get better. I know, I'm trying, I'm trying. Now you talk to people. They're just like, if you can't handle me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my, you have an alcohol problem. This isn't my issue. <laughs> Little stuff upsets more than anything else is my last point, but like, 
Dude, you want to know what gets me so mad? Do you ever have like little things to get you? Where like you're at a party and you're like, carrots! Or like whatever your thing is. <laughs> Mine right now is mattress commercials. They're so bad. The local mattress commercial is so terrible and nobody talks about it. Let me walk you through it for those of you that haven't seen one recently. It's going to be owned by a guy. He's going to have bad facial hair. He's going to have a nickname. It's always like Crazy Carl or Wacky Will and he's creepy immediately. He's always like, I'm Crazy Carl and I want to watch you sleep. And I'm just like, oh, I don't know about Crazy Carl. And then he gets very scientific. He's like, now these mattresses. These matches are going to remember the way you sleep. And they will contour themselves to the way you sleep. It's called memory foam. I'm at home on a couch that I found on the street and I can barely stay awake. Is it that hard to sleep? Did I miss something? Stayed in 100 hotels, never had a problem. And then, and then he closes like the creepiest of all. He's like, I'm crazy, Carl. Come on in. You'll never wake up. And I'm just like, I hate you so much. Because <laughs> here's the thing. I watch sports. So I know commercials. We're the last people watching live TV. I know commercials. I know dude commercials at least. You want to know sell anything to dudes? Guy, girl. Girl looks at the guy. She goes, ugh. Girl looks back at the guy. She goes, wait a second. He uses Tide or whatever. That's how you sell stuff to men. <laughs> and I know this because I'm an actor and I've been in those commercials. One know a real commercial I did? <laughs> it was a speed dating event and there's a bunch of hot guys. They're ringing the bell and no hot girls are sitting down. They're like, where are all the hot girls? And then they turn around and all the hot girls are gathered around me and I have a box of Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> That's real. I paid my rent for a year. You want to sell anything in this world, you sell sex. Every product knows this. Except mattresses. The product we literally have sex on. Nothing. Crazy Carl, what else do you do on a mattress? Jump up and down with wine on it? No, Crazy Carl, think for a second. Here's how I make $3 million tomorrow. I make a commercial, I'm just like, hey, I'm Dirty Danny, or whatever. Listen, all these other mattress places, they sell the best mattresses for sleeping, but my mattresses are the best for sex. Every single guy is going to be like, what did he just say? Get my computer. That's right. These mattresses are going to remember the positions you most regularly have sex in, and they're going to contour themselves to those positions. It's called fun foam. <laughs> I'm Dirty Danny. Come on in, then come on us, and I'll take all your money. All right. Thank you guys very much. I got to go. Goodbye. Great. Oh, I forgot to tell you guys earlier. So Rio was in Orlando this weekend. I was in Sacramento. We were in to- we were on opposite coasts, and um, I was staying in Sacramento. First of all, by the way, this was a very cute weekend to be in Sacramento. I'm sorry now that we know that Lady Bird did not win anything at the Oscars, but it was like I was there right before, and Sacramento is one of those cities that like doesn't have a thing that they coalesce and are proud of about. So there were just like billboards around the city like, we, but we're proud of you, Lady Bird! It was very cute. It was very cr- cute. And they can still be proud because it's a great movie. Um, but also, I was staying at the same hotel as um, the New York Knicks, and I don't know this because I know anything about the New York Knicks because uh, I stopped watching basketball in the late 90s to early 2000s when the Bulls stopped being good. Um, 
because I grew up in Chicago. You like had to watch basketball when you were a kid growing up in Chicago in the 90s. Trust me, it was like a whole thing. Michael Jordan. Do you guys know who that is? I can't tell what your age is. How many Bulls can I name? Scottie Pippen? Do you also know him? Okay, great. BJ Armstrong? Nothing. Okay, that's that was the drop-off. It was three Bulls deep. Um... Knicks were staying at my hotel. I wouldn't be able to recognize the Knicks. They were there a night early because they were playing the Kings, which apparently is Sacramento's NBA team, when I thought that that was our hockey team. So that was a really fun, confusing uh, moment. Where I was like, holy shit, like, uh, that's like actually a really exciting game. I wish I was going to that. <laughs> which one are they playing? A little bit of both. <laughs> it's very slippery basketball. Like, no dunking at all. For ice ball. Uh, ice get ball. That's better. Ice get, ice get ball. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for your just, yes! It's nice of you. Um, no, the Knicks were staying in my hotel and they were wearing full head-to-toe Knicks suits. Like, I can't even tell you. Just, I saw them for multiple days and they were just wearing, like, a Knicks headband, Knicks glasses, like, a Knicks sweatsuit with, like, a Knicks shirt underneath, Knicks shoes. And then there are also, like, nine of them and they're seven foot two. So, I feel like if that was me, I would want to keep, like, a lower profile, but I was proud of them for just being like, no, we're the fucking Knicks. Like, honestly, you're going to assume, so, like, let's just tell you, you know? Um... And then I don't know who any of the players are, so I kept, like, being in the elevator with them, and then I would, like, take out my phone and, like, secretly look at the roster and be like, oh. But then I realized they are so much taller than me that they absolutely knew what I was doing. (laughs) Like, that I was, like, holding the phone up as high as I could, and they were still, like, we have, have, like, a perfect view of that, naturally, through nature. Then yesterday, um, but also, FYI, this is how I live my life, brightness down on my phone all the way, all the time. What am I, a fucking monster? No, brightness down. Like a civilized person. I don't need to blow my eyes out through light. I don't need to fuck up your world by having you see what I'm doing. Last night, Rhea and I were at Katie Lang, and when we went to sit down in our seats, there was a straight man who said, oh, what do you know about Katie Lang? And so first of all, I was like, you are a guest. Because I love supporting queer artists, and I want you to know, I know there are a lot of straight people here tonight, you are invited, you are welcome, but you have to keep your shit together. This is our space. You are here. Don't say, oh, what do you know about Katie Lang? Go like, oh my God. (laughs) Please. Allow me to get out of your way. And don't dance to the good songs at a Tegan and Sarah show. That's ours. We get to be in the front. You have to go in the back. There's always some boozy straight woman, very short dress, very long legs. She's trying to like entrance a guy like a lot of hip movement and she gets right in front of me and I Rhea has had to there have been so many times where I was like I'm not like I'm not a violent person but I'm gonna kill her I'm gonna kill this bitch I'm gonna wrap my legs around her neck and I'm gonna pop her head off (laughs) because this queen sisters aren't even tall if a tall woman stands in front of you total eclipse of the queens 
which is Tegan and Sarah's last name. You should know this, audience. Okay. So this gentleman, first of all, quizzed us, which I did not like. And then he did the most annoying concert move that I've ever seen. And you know what? I've seen this many times now, but it's like, I can't believe multiple people are doing this, but multiple, multiple people are. I hope none of these people are here, but can we all agree that this move needs to stop? First of all, brightness on his phone all the way up. Okay, you're obviously totally out of your mind. Uh, but also taking a photograph of the concert that we are currently at in the front row and then trying to upload it to Instagram and then it doesn't load because you're in a show and there's not like Wi-Fi here and then just (laughs) refreshing like trying so hard to make sure that this that this photograph loads? This photograph of the thing that if he looked up, there'd be no people between him and? I made Rhea tell him to stop it. I said, Rhea, you gotta tell him to flip his phone. Can't be living in a world like this. The move is you take the picture using this kind of a Don't be proud of it. You're trying to pretend you don't even want a picture. I see this shit so much, I don't even take pictures. But you can just sneak it up. And then you fucking post it when you get home. While you're going to the bathroom. Thank you so much. I'm right. Now... We have two final comics. They are amazing. Uh, this next pal, um, you've seen her on Saturday Night Live. Um, and she's a friend of ours. And let's hear it right now for Sashir Zameda. Give it up for Sashir. Oh, uh, hello, Sashir. Hello, Hi. Nicole. Hello. Um, you know what? I felt like we could do this as a, as a team because I kind of think of you guys as a team based on your Instagram account. Yeah. <laughs> it's been I've seemingly a lot of good quality time together in pools. A lot of yes. quality times in pools, beaches, anything yep. water. This is a good review that I'm giving you. Like I don't want anybody to feel like this is this is like I want more pictures. It's not enough. That's Weirdly what most enough, people say. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll like go. I'll meet, see strangers who'll be like, "Oh, I am a fan of yours." Also, I really love the beach pictures that you and Nicole keep posting. I'm like, oh, great. Or you we like posting them. Or you went to like some sort of a pyramid or something. Oh, yeah, we were in Mexico. Mexico. And it was like a, a Mayan like tower. And I climbed it, but Nicole was like, no, no. She was, no, I watched a man slide down it. And I was like, no, that will be me. Well, I felt like... I got that from the <laughs> photographs already. Like, it was well-documented. Everybody's emotions were present. Like, they had a full arc. Like, you don't have to tell me this. You can, but you don't have to, because I know. On that trip, we took one picture where we asked someone to take our picture, and I started waving during the picture. And then midway through, I was like, oh, it's a picture. So the actual photo is me jerking my head back, being like, you're wrong. And then mid-wave, it's honestly pretty fun. It's like a gorgeous, like a glam shot. Yeah, yes. our faces is like utter disgust. And I'm like, I'm about to climb a tower. <laughs> How? When did you guys first meet? In 2009. Eight. No, definitely 2009. Uh, when I moved to New York, 
and we met at UCB mm-hmm. um, through their diversity program. We never had a class together. Sure didn't. But we were started like... started performing together with uh, a teacher named Sylvia Ozel. She put together a group of multi-leveled women and I remember playing with Sashir and being like, whoa, she dresses cool and she's so funny. You're wearing a mustard colored shirt and that's all I remember. Oh, I can't yeah. remember the move you did. Oh, wow. But I was like, Love. ooh. Aww. The clothing specificity feels... That's oh, got to feel good. Remember, it does feel good. <laughs> I can't remember my social security number sometimes, but I'll remember what you wore the first time I met you. I feel like you had like electric blue on or something. Mm-hmm. That, that sounds right. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, because I also had a mohawk. I think I was wearing a blue shirt and a cardigan. And you still wear your blue contacts at this time, too. Yeah. Oh it's, it was a phase. You had to be ashamed yeah. of it. <laughs> no, it was like a lifestyle at that point. I wore them from like high school to <laughs> too old. I mean, I, I ask all these questions because I think something that doesn't always hit people that aren't a part of the comedy community is like there aren't new people as you no. can, as you go. I mean, there's new younger people, but yeah. like the people that are as you age through this career, you just have known people for 10 years and then yeah. you've known people for like, I'm assuming 20 years. Yeah, got, it's uh, crazy. Assuming that, that's, that we all continue that to we be all alive. do that, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I never thought of it like that, but yeah, the pool does get smaller and smaller and smaller and you know people for a long, long time. It's just people you've known forever yeah. and you've known them through like all their phases and yeah. so like you both have had a ton of success but you also have known each other since way before that yeah. any of that yeah. was happening and it's just very cool to like be a part of that it and have cool. the whole and still we still like each other too mm-hmm. which is just <laughs> honestly we could have had a falling out we yeah. could have we could have I don't it's tough when you cause you're not competing with someone you're competing for the part and I think people get that fucked up mm-hmm. cause it's like if they want you they didn't want me and it's not personal yeah or if they want you Cameron they didn't want me it's not personal it's just what they want for the role and I think people get fucked up with that and they're like oh I'm bad and they're better and they're getting all the success and it's not that we would definitely we I mean we've always been auditioning for the same stuff like mm-hmm. we would audition for the exact same commercials cause they'd be like uh oh, all the black women mm-hmm. yeah come here you're all funny there's five of you in, mm-hmm. in, New, in New York and uh and then we yeah we'd audition together and then we'd be like let's get lunch and mm-hmm. then we go do an improv practice <laughs> and then she'd go to work at UCB and I'd sit behind her at her desk and then we go get dinner and then we go see a show or we go do a show and then we'd split and go call each other at, in our houses to recap the day yeah I, oh no I think we started saying it in New York when we were still living in the same state at the end of our phone conversations I'd go good night Sashir good night world and I say good night Nicole good night world and then we got the good night world tattooed to us oh my god we did that's adorable mine's on my calf that's mine's on the back of my arm yeah, I mean, look, if anybody <laughs> understands what it's like going in for the same roles as somebody that you have a close personal relationship yeah. with, uh, it's Cameron Esposito, who mm. constantly self-tapes and then flips around and then <laughs> Rhea does the same exact part. <laughs> Although, I feel like you and I, Sashir, have also gone in for the same stuff, which is like, yeah. which is like when somebody's just like, eh, bring me not... Not white and straight. Yeah, basically, like, yeah. Bring me, like, interesting hair. And then, like, it's like you're in, like, a, like a mini dress or something. And I have, like, boots on. And we're both like, any of this? Yeah. Like, is this what you want? They're just like, just other. We don't know. Yeah, just Some other type. Um, so funny. I know. Well, you guys are great. Yes. And thanks for being oh, here tonight. Yes. Thanks. Yeah. Thank Happy you guys. for letting me do the show. Yeah. Yeah.
show. <laughs> and so we oh will send you into your week with that. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, what a show. <laughs> Woo. Um, hey, first of all, thank you so much for being here tonight. One more time for all the great comics that you saw. Everybody was wonderful. Also, I just want to say that I know that we have the best comics in the world because you sat in the front row, which would, I think are two broken arms, and it was unaddressed. <laughs> Until now. <laughs> but it's so nice to see you. Thank you for being here. Yes, thank you. And thank you for your tiny claps. Absolutely. That's the cutest thing I ever saw! <laughs> tiny claps! <laughs> And if you have 10 bucks that you would like to spend buying Take My Wife Season 2 on iTunes, it means a lot to us. We don't see any of the money. We're not getting paid It just for it. proves a point that more queer people should get to make television. So please support that. Tell and your have friends. a great rest of your week. Good night. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh. Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.